You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome to On Christian Speed Talk Radio. I'm your host, Reverend Ray Rose. Amen. We are broadcasting today out of Petersburg. Amen. Um, amen. On for Friday Night Joy. I'm so glad to be able to finally get my broadcasting back together. We had some issues on last Sunday. It didn't record for whatever reason. So we what we want to do is do uh, redo we, we the bread of life with how God can do it just like that. And um, I'll give you the, the uh, backdrop in a moment. I just want to make sure this thing is recording properly and everything. So just bear with me and uh, we'll talk a little bit what's going on. Then we'll have prayer. Amen. Uh, one of the things I looked at, one of the things I want you to remember that here's the Down and Grace broadcast comes on on every Oh, see, amen. Amen. Okay. Yeah, it seems to be breaking up a lot, but that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna record and pray that everything works out. Amen. Amen. Let's do it this way. Amen. But again, I want to welcome you to Friday Night Joy. Amen. I'm your host, Reverend Ray. Amen. We do this every Friday at 7 p.m. Amen. Our topic today will be God can do it just like that. This is from a previous broadcast from last Sunday. It didn't record. So now I'm making sure I'm recording in two different places. Amen. But uh, I want to encourage you to listen to all of our broadcasts uh, with um, His Abounding Grace with Minister Van. Amen. Comes on um, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. She's teaching a great topic right now, declaring the finished work for Reverend Pat Randall. It's Thursday at 12 noon. Of course, I do Friday Night Joy. Sometimes I have guests come on at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life with myself is on Sundays at 7 p.m. The Alabaster Box with Prophet Carla Johnson's every fourth Saturday at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And then we have our monthly broadcast, Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones. is every first Monday of the month at 7 p.m. In fact, we got one coming up this Monday. be the first Monday of November. Amen. And in that particular broadcast, she uh, <laughs> got me into wanted to interview me. So it was, a, it was a blessing. It was a good of short way of showing where we have been through all the things that all of when question speak talk radio came into existence. Amen. So that takes place every first Monday of the month. Then we got the bold and the beautiful. Amen. With Reverend Novena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham. That's every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Of course, we got our own evangelist, Louis McElrain. He hosts a program called Adoration every third Monday of the month called Adoration. 
Uh, Mid the Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon is every Wednesday at 1 p.m. This is a free conference call. The dialing number is 641-715-3580. The answer is code is 732-499. Amen. So with that being said, we got all that. Don't forget, um, um, if we'd like to support this ministry, you can do so by going to woodcrestandspeak.com and clicking on the Donate Now button. Amen. Amen. So, Father God, we just want to come and thank you for all things. We know, God, that you can do anything. You can do all things. You can do it just like that. So we pray, God, for those just like that moments that take place in our life, those miracles, God, those healing, those deliverance, whatever needs to be doing, God, we want to depend and trust on you. We believe, Lord Jesus, and you. Heavenly Father, we give this broadcast to you. We pray that it be a blessing to your, to the many uh, people, God. We pray that what someone will cry out, what must I do to be saved? Someone will cry out, what can I do to change my life away, God? And we God, your apostles, your bishops, your ministers, your elders, your deacons, your teachers, your lay God, all across the world will begin to, to be salt, light, and power in a world that is looking for answers, God. We thank you in advance for what would take place, God. We know that you are still around and you're still in the healing and delivering business, so we give it all over to you. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen and amen. Amen. And I want to encourage you to share this broadcast. Hopefully, like, like I said, it would do right because it didn't do right last Sunday. And um, it was a lot of good teaching. Let me tell you the background of the um, God can do it just like that. I went to uh, my brother's church. It's located in Petersburg. Amen. And um, here in Petersburg, they, well, every fifth Sunday, they have different churches from all around Virginia get together, like seven or eight, I think about that many churches, and plus they have, you know, pre, um, um, other pastors from church that's not affiliated with the uh, PFC or Pentecostal Faith Church will come in too. Well, anyway, they was having a service, and there was a ton of people there. They had like about four, probably about four bishops and everything, and my brother was doing the exhort- exhortation. Amen. And it was a lot of good word that came out. One of the things, um, that came, he said that God told him that God can do anything, a God can do it just like that. And when he said that to me, man, that, that message resonated in my spirit, and something on the inside began to jump. And I just said, oh, man, I got to talk about this. So I went home that Sunday night, this was on last Sunday, and began to done just like that, you know, the, the quickly or the, the suddenly and everything. And so we're going to talk a little bit. I don't know what, how long this is going to be, whether it's going to be a series or not. Um, I went back and added more to what I already had because, like I said, the broadcast didn't take place on Sunday. So what we probably do, we probably uh, upload this so you'll have it in two places for the Bread of Life and for today's broadcast. And But this will be part one, okay? So let's talk about it, that God God can do anything just like that. You know, I began to read, um, research this thing, not only through the Bible, through, but also uh, through online and everything. And um, one of the things that I came up with and everything, that people always said that God can do anything. They had a problem with God can do anything, you know. And we're going to, let's get into it. I'm going to explain how I feel about it. One of the things he said, he said that 
Let me see if I can read it. He said that clearly the God of He said that clearly the God of the Bible can't do cannot do everything. He says himself that he cannot lie. Yes, God is omnipotent, all powerful, and all, he is omnipresent, all places at one time. You know, but these attributes didn't mean that he can do anything. Well, we already know that God cannot lie. Okay, you know, and he 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 hastened to perform his word. Whatever he said will come to pass. So he can't lie. We know that those things. Another example that he used that God can't do anything is that when Jesus uh, Jesus um, was able to do mighty works in his hometown because. Uh, the people knew him, and they said, well, isn't it the son of Mary, the brother of James, and Hosea, and Judah, and Simon are not his sisters with us? And they were offended because of him, because they knew him. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he can do, the Bible says, he can do no mighty work say that he laid hands on a few sick folks and hear them. And that's coming out of Mark um, chapter 6, verses 4 through 6. That, so uh, so that's his response to God can do that. But I want to come from a different perspective. Yeah, we know that God can't lie, and, and I'm going to stick with God can't lie. Because, and I do believe that uh, we know that God can hear. So we know that God can cannot lie. You know, but I think when people use the word God can do anything or God can do it, which is our main thing and stuff, I think they're coming from the, the, the testimony of what's already God has to do. They think they're coming not only from the omnipresent, but the omnipotent, all-powerful God. There is nothing too hard for him to do. And we got to look at it from that perspective. Yeah, we know that God. And so that's why I think when people use that God can do anything. They usually that goes with that God can do anything but fair. You know, so that's the other tie-in in there. God can do anything but fail. Everything he does is good. Everything he does is right. And, you know, and when he finishes the thing, he looks at it just like he did with creation and said, it's, it's good. You know, that's why he's the alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. It's good. Amen. So with that being said, let's stick to our, to our topic. God can do it. When my brother began to talk about this, Pastor Tyrone Rose from um, Mount Pleasant PFC Church in Petersburg, Virginia, when he began to talk, and he wasn't preaching, he was just exhortating to God that we God can do, He can do it just like that. And he had the people saying, just like that, just like that, just like that. And I began to look at my own life and where I've come through from, and the, the, the things that God has done in my life, the miracles He has performed, the the the, the opportunity He's given me to live and not die. And I truly resonated with that because God can do it just like that. When I think about me having a stroke, when I think about going through divorce and separation, I think about that me wanting to die, when I think about wanting to give up, when I think about not knowing where to go or who to trust and not believing in anything, God had to deliver me from something. God had to sanctify me from something. God did it, y'all, just like that. And that, that just like that is also part of a process. That's a process that we have to go through and everything, you know. But God can do it just like that. God can do it just like that. And one of the reasons that when I like about it, like, I mean, Hebrews 6 and 13, 
chapter 6, verse 13 through 14, says, For when it, when God made promise to Abraham because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself. Did you hear what I said? You know, that's how we know when God makes a promise to you, God made a promise to Abraham that God has redeemed us, when God has, uh, when God gave his only begotten son, the son gave his life. Uh, he made a promise, y'all, saying, surely I will bless thee and multiply thee, I will multiply thee. And multiplying, I will multiply thee. You know, I'm not only going to bless you, but I'm going to multiply thee. God can do it just like that. You know, in Hebrews in chapter 6, uh, a same chapter it says where God was, where, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability, immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have a strong consolation who have fled to refuge to lay hold of the hope set before us. What is the hope? The hope is Jesus Christ. God can do it just like that. You know, God can do it just like that. You know, one another example, another example in the Bible is um, when Sarah uh, uh, and, and Abraham was talking to the angel and who represents the father, and 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 the, the angel told where God told Abraham that you're going to have your seed and you you know be blessed. The Bible said that uh, Sarah laughed at God for said. Because he said he would make God, Sarah would get pregnant, but God responded by saying, "Is there anything, anything too hard for the Lord?" That's coming out of Genesis eight and eighteen and fourteen. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? And I guess that's what we get. God can do. That's guess where we get that topic. God can do anything, y'all. But again, he's talking about his character, his miracles, his attributes, his loving, his healing, his grace, you know, his, his, his hope, all those things that he can do for us just like that. You know, uh, 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 another part of the Bible that comes out of Numbers 11 and 23 deals with Moses. That when Moses doubted that God can feed his 600 soldiers and families, when God can feed his 600 soldiers and family, and God would say, has my hand gotten short, dear lady? You know? You know, he said, in other words, it comes up, Numbers 11, 23, says, and and Lord said unto Moses, if the Lord's hands wax short, you know, can I not do it? Do it? I can do anything. I can do anything. There's nothing too hard for me to do. God can do it just like that. Amen. Also in the Bible, coming out of Jeremiah 32 and 17, it said, and when God tells Jeremiah that he would destroy Jerusalem by the sword and the famine and the pestilence, Jeremiah and the pestilence, God said it would be easy for him. It says nothing's too hard for him. It says there is nothing too hard for thee. Jeremiah says to God, oh, Lord God, there is nothing too hard for thee. And God in, in Jeremiah 32, 27 says, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Listen, y'all, there is nothing. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing, but I'm here to tell you. There is nothing too hard for God to do. And if there's nothing too hard for him to do it, he can do it just like that. He can do it just like that. When the angel gave her, told Mary that the Holy Ghost would soon impregnate her, 
She said, how will that work since I'm a virgin? But the angel told her, nothing is impossible with God. For with God, in other words, coming out of Luke chapter 1, verse 37, he said, for with God, nothing shall be impossible. You know, Mary, God can impregnate you. God can do it just like that. You know, God can do it just like that. Another example um, that he's using of God doing it, what, what God is capable of, even with that, that there's a, a, a word in that our extremities is God's opportunities. I never saw it in the Bible, but it's that a lot, there's a lot of truth to it. Whether we are extreme or whatever we are in a place that we can't take anymore, you know, it's an opportunity for the Holy Spirit to work in our life and to work a miracle to do what? To make it a testimony so that you can be blessed. God can do it just like that. If this is coming out of Matthew 19, they were talking about Jesus was saying that it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And it was, he was making this statement because a, a rich man came to him and Jesus would tell him to sell everything he had. And the rich man didn't want to do it because he has much to say. And God, he, Jesus gave the guy a particular, sell everything in your hand and follow me. But he couldn't do, he couldn't do it. He didn't want to do it. And his disciples saw because being wealthy was a sign of blessings at that time. So they saw some of that was wealthy. You know, they considered him to be blessed, you know. And as Jesus said to him, he said, it's, 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 it's easier for the camera to go through the eye of a leader than a rich man to enter God's kingdom. Then the disciples said, who can be saved? And Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus replied to them saying, Everything was possible with God. He didn't say that it couldn't, that the rich person couldn't get in the, in the kingdom of God, but he said it, everything is possible with God. He said, with God, all things are possible. That's Matthew 19 and 26 and Mark 10 and 27. The, 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 and in Luke 18 and 26, the, the things that are impossible with men are possible with God. So when you get to a place of, of impossibility, you need to be able to turn to God and know that God can do it just like that. We need to be in a place that Jesus talked about having the faith of a mustard seed. It's a mustard seed, when you think about it, that is one of the smallest seeds there is in all the creation. But you say, if you have the, the faith of a mustard seed, you'd be able to move mountains. You'd be able to speak to the mountain and cause the mountain to be moved from one place to another. There was examples of, of faith that took place because the, those that believed on him was healed. And Jesus made this statement several times. He said, I have never seen such a greater faith in all of Israel, in all of Egypt, all of Israel. Amen. Uh-oh. I'm trying to fall down here. Amen. 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 God can do it just like that. Just like that. Just like that. Amen. I want to go to um, go a little further deep. Uh, one of the things that we had talked about um, earlier and stuff, um, we were, before I get there, let me read this another scripture, another scripture. This is coming out of Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, um, and you hear people quote this, it says, now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power of the wicked in us. He said, now unto him, who is talking about God? He's talking about Jesus, this, him just able to do exceedingly abundantly all that we ask or think. God can do it just like that, y'all. 
said, I, we, we're in a place that we can do all things through him who strengthened us, through Christ who strengthened us, who get, through God that give us the strength to do it. You know, he he give us knowledge and wisdom and stuff like that to go forth and do the work or the task that he, he has already given us. He has called many of us to, to do the work. There's a crying and they're going out into the wilderness, prepare he the way of the Lord and everything. And, and one of the things that I thought about, I'm going to get into the scriptures a little bit. But one of the things I thought about when I was beginning to research that, I thought about those that God has delivered from drugs, you know, and, you know, you know, go from the, from the, the, from the drug, from the crack house to the pulpit, from the crack house to the church. God did it just like that. That God has delivered um, from, from, from all kinds of different sins, whether it's alcohol, whether it's sex, whatever it might be. God delivered many people out of those things, and he did it just like that, man. You know, not only like cigarettes, he took the taste. I know people that have testified he took the taste of cigarettes or the taste or the desire of, of all different things out of the, the out of the body and stuff like that so that a person would become a living testimony. The man can read and see the glory of God and what God has doing. God can do it just like that. I remember the, I've heard testimony of people being in jail and, and the judge ready to throw away their key and all of a sudden some new evidence coming and the person went home. God can do it just like that. Just like that. There is, like I said, Jeremiah said that there is nothing too hard for God. You know, coming out of Romans chapter, Romans chapter 8 and 31, it says that what then shall we say? to these things. If God be for us, who can be against us, y'all? God can do it just like that. So we need to get on the side. We need to make sure that we have a relationship with our Savior. We need to make sure that we've been born again. We need to make sure that we've been filled with the Holy Spirit, that we listen to his voice, that we obey in him, and we've been directed by him and everything. We need to make sure those things that are anchored are short in the, in the gospel of Jesus Christ. In First um, Corinthians 10 and 13, you may be going through some temptations and some trials and some tribulations, and I want to encourage you right there that God can bring you through all of those things. There is nothing too hard for God to do. It says no temp- there is no temptation that has taken you that is not common to man, but God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God can do it just like that. But it comes to have to come to a point that we begin to trust God and, and to have faith in God and to believe him and to lean on him and not to our own self or not to our own understanding of how things should be, but get to a point that we just believe God. God can do it, y'all, just like that. Amen. Let's read a little bit further. He says, uh, uh, let's go to um, Acts 17. This is what we were talking about that didn't record. But let's go to Acts Acts chapter 2. We're going to read verses 1 through 4. Amen. It says, and when the the day of Pentecost was fully come, it says, they were all with one accord. Let me stop right there. It said, the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were with all one accord. They was all in unity. You know, they was all there waiting for the promise that Jesus said that was coming in Jerusalem. It says, and suddenly 
there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. When I look at the word and suddenly, that means quickly, and, and suddenly means just like that. A mighty rushing wind. And it said, it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them clothes, t- cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. God can do it just like that. And whenever you see the word and suddenly, I like that particular two words together like that because usually right behind them, some miraculous takes place. Something that takes place that blow you away. And suddenly that, just like that, in an instant, something takes place, y'all, that blows you away. And suddenly there came. You know, let's go and look at in um, chapter, Acts chapter 3, verses uh, 1 through 9, it says, Now Peter and John went, into, went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, and where they lay, lay, a womb they lay daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful. Here's a man that had been lame since his mother's womb, don't, never knew what it was like to walk, and stuff like that. And the Bible says that they laid him at the gate, Daily to ask for arms, amen. To ask for arms for those that are entering into the temple and stuff because he had no way to support him. This is another example, you know, of someone, let's say someone that's homeless and everything, you know, and don't have nowhere to sleep, but sleeping on the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the crates on the ground and stuff where the hot air keeps them warm. They're sleeping with blankets or two blankets. They have a box for home and everything. And all of a sudden, a miracle takes place and everything. And somebody bless them. Uh, somebody brings food to them to make sure they eat. Somebody brings uh, um, things to keep them warm. Somebody get them out of that place and put them in a shelter so they can stay. Somebody begin to teach them to, to be able, y'all, to go back to school, to, to get a job, to get out of those so the situation is that God can do it just like that. And sometimes with that just like that moment, he uses us, y'all, to be an apostles, to be bishops, to be preachers, to be an ambassadors for Christ, to draw men unto him, that he may get all the glory. He uses us through that, through that, through on the, to do street ministry, to do prison ministry, but somebody that's in jail that don't know what else to do yet. He uses us to prevent people, y'all, to prevent people from committing the suicide. He uses whether, you know, you can be blessed by um, some a word that's coming on through the a radio, a word that's coming on through a TV, even a commercial. If God can use the donkey, he can use anything. God can do it just like that. He gets our intentions in all different kinds of ways. But here's a man that had been in, all his life had been lame. Who's, the Bible says who's seeing Peter and John about going to the temple Asked arms and the Bible said, you know, he looked at them and said, "Hey, look, do you can you give a brother something?" I don't, you know, how you see those people holding up signs, and some of them are legit, and some of them are not legit. But we're not gonna get into that right now. But some of them are legit. Some of them are people that are really struggling, and my heart goes out for people that are struggling. And so, being that I was one, never been really homeless. Well, yeah, there was a place that I ended up staying with other people, but it wasn't my own. 
But but people that are struggling, you know, whether they're going through depression, whether they have mental illness, whatever the case might be, you know, there is a place and there is a healing that can take place even for them. I love hearing the story of a woman, of a man, of a whatever, somebody that served in jail or did drugs, and how God delivered them all from that. Because we know that God can do it just like that. And it says, and Peter fastened his eyes upon on him with John and said, look on us, you know, and I can imagine the guy looking on him, say, okay, I'm looking at you, but I don't see you going into your pocket. And the and, and and Bible says that he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. And then Peter said, when Peter began to begin become very specific, and he said, listen, let me tell you, sir, I'm telling you to look on us. You know, I'm not telling you to look at us in an in, in expectation for us to give you funds or money. And this is what Peter says. Then Peter says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle Bones receive strength. God can do it just like that. See, he was expecting one way, but God had something that was better than silver and gold. God was going to provide him a way to be able to walk again. God began to strengthen the ankle, began to strengthen the ankle, and begin to strengthen his feet, and begin to strengthen all the muscles, begin to strengthen the bones, and everything became back the way it was should have been when it was created. Well, he was created. Everything worked the way it was supposed to be because the God that we serve can do it just like that. Can you imagine this man? Let me read a little bit further. He said, gave me, and then he took him by the right, verse 7, and he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his bones received strength. And he leaping, stood up and walked, and entered with them in the temple. Amen. Uh, entered with them into the te- entered with them into the temple, Amen. Uh, leaping up, stood walking, entered with them through into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. All the people, he instantly became a testimony because he was able to walk. Can you imagine the people saying to him, isn't this the same man that was down? Isn't this the same man that we say that he's going to be like this for the rest of his day? Isn't it the same man that we had given up hope on him? Isn't the same man that needed somebody to come and lay him by the gate called beautiful? But God did it just like that. He was not the same person. He began to praise and the worship of God that it did something great and miraculous in his life. I don't know about you, but I need a just like that moment, God. Sometimes we got to look at ourselves and God, I I need a just like that moment today. I don't know what you're facing, but God, I need a just like that moment today. I need you to help me through what I'm going through today. I need you to give me an answer today, God. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know that my future is in you. I don't know what will take place on t- t- tomorrow. I don't know what the judge is going to take place tomorrow, but I know you can do it 
just like that. All I got to do is believe and trust in you. You know, there's, there were some things that were taking place, you know, in our life that sometimes we just got to pray our way through. In other words, there are times in our life as we begin to pray, the angel is on his way to receive us, to answer the prayer. But sometimes those those, those things, the, the warfare that take place may bring, uh, bring a delay, but God can do it just like that because he's an on-time God in a way. Can you imagine going through something and you uh, being like a dead game? You're praying, and then you're praying, and then you keep on praying. You're not giving up and praying. Every time you take, give a chance, you keep up. God, I need your help. God, I need your deliverance. God, save my family. God, heal my family. God, bring deliverance to my family. God, heal the church. God, save somebody. You just keep praying over and over and over the same time, repetitiously and stuff like that, not to be seen a man, because you know that God can do it just like that. But when God comes and the answer comes and deliverance comes and healing comes and breakthrough comes and all these things begin to take place in your life. You know, you begin to rejoice, but you rejoice. This man rejoiced after God did it. And and you say, God did it. God did it. He did it just like that. I cried unto the Lord and he heard my my cry and I submit my ways unto him. God did it just like that. God can do it, y'all. Just like that. Don't know what you're going through. Don't know what your finances look like. Don't know what you feel. Think might be feeling down and out. Maybe you just lost a loved one. Maybe you don't know what else to do in your life. Maybe you're going through some things that your job don't know. But I tell you, God can do anything just like that. God can do it just like that. God can do it just like that. Just like this. Yeah, we're going to continue on. We're going to try to finish this up. This is an awesome message for the people, God. This is an awesome message for me. Brother, they didn't really expound it a lot like I wanted him to because he wasn't preaching. So it was a short, you know, exhortation. But I'm taking it and running with it. Amen. Then we're coming out of Acts chapter 12. Amen. And uh, we're going to read verse 1, and then we're going to skip down to verse 3 and 2. It says, Now about this, that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hand, hands to vex certain of the church. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, then were the days of leaving, because he saw that it pleased the Jews. Verse 4 says, And when he had apprehended him, he, he, oh, man, I messed that up. Yeah, I'm going to have to read. Let's, hold on, give me a second. Let me turn to Acts. Acts, let me turn to Bible here. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 12. Amen. Let's read it right. We want to read this because this is a good one. This is the one that I tried to, was talking about on um, last Sunday. Okay, let's read it again. It says, Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with a sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of, of living bread. And when he apprehended him, Talking about Peter, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, and intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church and to God for him. Sometimes in our life, y'all, we gotta go go through that message of interceding. We have to be in a place where we're interceding on behalf of others. You know, because prayers work. 
prayers work. I'm a living miracle about the power of prayer. Interceding on behalf of others, you know, works. Interceding of prayer for yourself, yeah, yeah, and your family, it works. It says that Peter was, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. In other words, there was a soldier in, that slept on both sides of Peter. Peter, he was sandwiched in, and he was bound with two chains. I don't know why Herod was paranoid, but he wanted to make sure that Peter was going to be able to stand before him and the people on the next day. He said that Peter went to sleep. There was nothing else for him to do but to build a sleep, man. And it says that in the door, and, and the keepers of the prison before the door kept the prison. In other words, Peter was surrounded by by soldiers and the keepers of the prison. You know, he was surrounded. There was no way, was no way possible in the eyesight of man, in the eyesight of her, Herod, that Peter could have got away. The Bible says, and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. And a light shined into in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, "Arise up quickly!" And his chains fell off. Right there, in the word "quickly." Again, we talked about that earlier with answering, but "quickly" means to me just like that. He said, "Told Peter, rise up quickly!" And his chains fell off right then and there. And it says, verse eight says, and the angel said to him, Gird thyself up and burn up and bind up thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garments about thee and follow me. The angel began in this process to give Peter specific instructions on what to do. You know, because God was working a miracle right there with there and stuff. And Peter, no doubt, I would like to believe would probably have sleep. Amen. And the angel said, Gird thyself up. Never get yourself together. Put on your shoes, you know. And he says, it said, cast up and cast a garment about you. Put on your garments and then follow me. And he went out and followed him. It was not that it was true, which was done by the angel. But Peter was here in a place that he thought he saw a vision. Amen. That Peter thought he saw a vision. And when they were past the in the second war, in other words, these are, these war had soldiers or or guards in them. He said they were past the first and the second war. In other words, that means that Peter was deep in the dungeon. He was deep in prison, man. They came upon the iron gate that led unto the city, which opened to them on his war on his own accord. And they went out and on through one street and forward. The angel departed from him. Wait a minute. They, the gate opened up for them for them. On its own accord, the angel didn't have to say anything, but because of the presence of the Lord was there, the gate had no choice to open up. Whatever that's blocking you from getting out of the prison of, of your mind, of your life, it will open, God will open it up, the, the door, he will loose the chains. He would do all those things just like that. <laughs> he would do everything, y'all, for you just like that. 
And then it says, verse 11 says, and when Peter was come to himself, he goes to show you that he was still in la-la land. He, when he had come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the people of the Jews. See, the Jews and Herod was going to make another example like they had did with, with, the, with James. And them. They, were gonna, they, they were determined to do Peter in. But Peter was bold and kept his head on and everything and believed in God. Plus, he had people that was interceding on his behalf. So he was out of prison and everything. It says that and when he, he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, John whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together and praying. And I, mean, I, I like that he came, he went to the place where everybody was gathered. You know, and one of the things that Peter did right here, as Peter knocked on, we're going to read this, because I want to read this all the way down, because this is some good stuff right here, y'all. It said, as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a dancer came to hearken named Rhoda. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened out the gate for gladness, but ran and told how Peter stood at the gate. She, did, <laughs> she got so excited, she didn't even open the door. She heard, once she heard Peter's voice, she knew that the prayers of the righteous are availing much. She knew that God had answered the prayer, but she was so excited. The Bible said with gladness, so she ran in and told them that Peter, hey, can you imagine her excitement? Peter, Peter is standing at the door. And, and they said it to him, these those that was in, in constant prayer, they said, Tom, and they call it crazy. He's, <laughs> but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then they said that, then said they, it is his angel. In other words, she didn't let that de- deterrent exactly be a de- deterrent to what God had already done. She stuck to her testimony. I want to encourage you right now, but whoever you are, to stick to your testimony. Stick to what God told you. Stick to what you heard. You know, she didn't see Peter, but she heard Peter's voice. <laughs> and she became exceedingly glad. Go ahead and rejoice because you heard the voice of the Lord and God said this and God said that. And God, you know, go ahead and rejoice because God had already given you an answer, you know. <laughs> and God, and don't let no one, you know, she was determined let no, no one, no, no one come and say, you know, you ain't calling me crazy. I can imagine, no, I ain't crazy. I know what I heard. I know Peter's verse, voice. I have spent time. Oh, that's a message all about himself. I have spent time enough with Peter to know what Peter sound like. You know, <laughs> I've been time. You know, I've spent time with God to know what God said. I know what God said. I know what God's going to do. It. I know what He told me to do. And I know He's waiting at the door. And I got too excited to, to open the door because I, wanted, I had to come and testify that Peter's at the door. I had to come and be a witness that Peter's at the door, y'all. I'm excited. I don't want to share what God is doing. Your prayers has been answered because Peter is at the door because God did it just like that. God did it just like that. Yes, he did. He did it just like that. And she, she, and she, and when uh, verse fifteen, and they said it to him, "Thou art mad," but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, "It is his angel." Now they already pronouncing death on Peter, but they've been praying for life on Peter. So they pronounced it, it is angel because you think of his angel. I mean, okay, well. Um, Herod didn't kill the name. Wait a minute, what happened to the prayer that you've been praying continuously and stuff? You know the miracle of Jesus, that all that God has done before. No, they believe it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking. 
just like Jesus Christ, Christ is continually to knock on our door. And, everything. And, he, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. They were surprised. They, <laughs> they, I don't know what they, I don't know, I don't know why they said, but they were surprised why they were astonished. They should have known, like, wait, you praying to the awesome God. You praying to, to do the Holy, the Father of the Holy Ghost. You got the whole indwelling of the Holy There is nothing too hard for God to do in everything. Said, and you already know that God can do it just like that. So why are you astonished and surprised that Peter is standing right there in front of your face? You know, sometimes we, 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 we have the and what happened? We surprised. No, we should be rejoicing. You know, but he but he beckoned unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declare unto them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, Go and show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went to them in the face. God can do it, y'all. Just like that. I don't have time to get to the other scriptures and stuff like that, so we might continue this on Sunday. Amen. But God can do it, y'all, just like that. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, you need to be able to tell yourself, oh, God, I know you can do it just like that. Just like that. You know, there's not a naming and claiming. It has nothing to do with it, but knowing that God can do it. And God has done it just like that. Some examples that we read or we talked about of God doing miracles just like that. You know, just like that. You know, feeding the 5,000, you know, with five fishes and one uh, one loaf of bread, just like that, man. You know, just like that, a miracle was performed in the life. And God that we serve is, 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 has no respect of person. If he did it for one, he can do it for you. That might not happen as quickly as it happened for me or as it quickly happened for you, but it's still just like that, you know. It's still just like that in his eyesight. And we need to look at it like that, too. That no matter what we face, God, I know you can do it. I've seen you do it time after time again. I read about <laughs> how you parted part of the Red Sea for the Israelites to call. I read about all the things you did for them. But more than that, I know what God did for me. You know? I know what you did for me. Amen. Father God, I pray that this message be a blessing to somebody. And God, we pray, Lord, so that it will touch their lives. We give this broadcast to you, God. We give the people, God, to you. We pray for those that don't know you, Lord Jesus. Right now, God, we offer uh, 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 opportunity to receive them as your Lord and Savior. Receive you as their Lord and Savior, Lord Jesus, by them confessing another mouth and believing another heart, Lord Jesus. We pray that as they receive you today, God, that you began to do things for them just like that. You begin to change their life. That you begin to sanctify them wholly through and through. We pray, God, that you will put them in front of right fruit. Allow them to belong to churches that will disciple them and that will bring the spirit of love and, and truth to them, God. That they might grow in your peace. That they might grow in the calling that you have put into their life. We thank you in advance, God, for the healing and deliverance and the restoration of hope and the salvation that will take place on today, God. For truly, this is not my message, but this is your word. 
So we pray, God, that this broadcast will continue to put out your words, Lord Jesus, that you have given every minister that is involved with this broadcast, every guest that comes upon. We pray, Lord Jesus, that it will reach out to the nations, God, not that we can be famous or not that we can be rich and nothing like that, but the word of God may go into all the the, the highways and the byways and the reach those, God, that they need to, they need to reach. That the crying of the loud, Lord Jesus, may go for people may know that you are still dear, Lord Jesus. That forgiveness may take place, God. That they may know that you, that you are soon to come, Jesus. We thank you in advance for all that you're doing. In Christ Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. And amen. Again, y'all, we want to thank you for listening to When Christian Speed Talk Radio. Amen. Thank you for listening to Friday Night Joy. My name is Reverend Ray. God can do it just like that. Don't forget the Alabaster Box uh, is on Monday. This Monday coming up with Apostle Shirley Jones as she interviews me. And don't forget the rest of our broadcast for the rest of the week. God bless you. Know that I love you. Amen. And you are in my prayers. God bless, bless you. I love you.